This is an Adventures in Middle-Earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You'll find links to that and other forms of media for our sessions, as well as an index of this episode in the description. This episode will have some jump cuts to speed up the session, and, as this is the second part of the previous session, you may spot the occasional yawn from some tired old codger. Previously on... Arriving at the Mountain Hall tired, Hathas exhausted even, the newcomers are disarmed but allowed through. Before meeting with Hartfast, head of the House of the Mountain Hall, the companions buy various items from the well-stocked trading post. During the audience with the initially suspicious Hartfast, he eventually opens up to tell the Fellowship of something afoot down south in the Gladden Fields, around an old fort made by evil folk called the Dwimmerhorn. Of more concern to him, however, is the sound of goblin miners deep below the hold. They could break through to his own mines within months, and asked Monin to check over the mines to report back in a few days. Dismissed, the party ambled to the hall where they partake in good food and drink before retiring for the night. The party are woken in the middle of the night by shouts of alarm, but join them as Amalfrida has looked outside the lodgings into the dark of night to try to spot the cause of the disturbance. Give me a, a perception check in the tower as you're looking uh, around outside. Uh, okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, you see people running kind of that way, Animal Freedom. You walk to the corner here, just to look around there, just out the door. You've kind of got a blanket over your shoulders. It's pretty cold. And you're looking for any signs here. There's some people running this way now. On the cliff edge over here, you can spot very clearly, and it's glint of metal in the moonlight, three goblins climbing way way up they're probably a hundred feet up the cliff there going up quite fast okay the others aren't out there i'll shout to the others that there are goblins climbing the cliffs so so are they climbing above the settlement or climbing to the settlement and um, so that cliff goes above it they're climbing up out of the settlement right okay so as if they come out of the mines and they're climbing up the climbing up the walls you couldn't tell where they've come from. They're about 100. Well, you're sitting inside. It's only yeah, yeah. looking at them. Okay. Um, I'm going to run towards them just to see if I can work out where they've come from or where they're going, whatever distance I can run. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so you just hear, so Sigma, you heard Amalfrida shout, there's goblins on the cliff. And you hear a runoff. Hathish has just woken moaning up. Um, mm -hmm. Sigma, yep. what do you want to do? Uh, grab a dagger, run out, uh, see what's going on. Okay. So you run out to the, move yourself to the corner of the, of the hut or whatever. You run outside. Um, give me a perception check. Um, well, the, what I'm going to do is, once I've figured out where everybody's looking, I'm going to look in the other directions. Okay. Just in case this is... Um, a... Yeah, so you can see... So give me a perception check to first off to see if you can see the, the goblins. You make this a plus five because I'm afraid to told you where they were. Yeah, you, you've easy find them. So, yeah, you can see uh, two or three goblins climbing up that cliff over there. Diversion. You, uh, look, you're looking around the rest of it. So where are you, you're kind of running off this direction to look towards the river. Where are you going? Well, firstly, I'm just spying around the corners of the hut, seeing if there's, you know, goblins sneaking up behind while we're... Everybody's got their attention grabbed by the ones climbing up the wall, but then, uh, yeah, I'll go that way if I can't see anything around. All right, yeah, so you you have a good look around, I don't just make another perception check, um, and you don't see any signs or movement coming from basically the, anywhere around the berg or the river from like 180 degrees, kind of north of that line. You kind of scan it thoroughly, don't seem to see anything there. Um, are you, do you want to follow Amalfrida, or are you... Kind of heading more east. Uh, I will see see which way she goes, and then basically follow her, but go around the other side of the of the hall. Okay, so yeah, so you can move yourself, I guess, yeah, sixty feet around the hall. No, actually, thirty feet around the hall now. Okay, so you run to that building and then run that way around the hall. You'll you'll be meeting up at Amalfrida probably in the in the square area or that kind of area just in front of the main hall. By the time you get both get there. What do you do, Monin Hathis, uh, now you're awake? I, I, it'll take you about a minute to get your breastplate on, if you want to do that, Monin. Yeah, what, I'm it... trying to help him. Yeah, okay, what, so it'll take got... you 30 seconds then. 
What's that? Is, that, <clears throat> is it round six seconds or ten seconds? It's six, so that'll take you five rounds. Well, once it's just round his neck, he'll just let it flop there and start start heading out to see what the problem is, because he would probably want to see what the what he's dealing with first. All right, so you grab up a dagger, do the same. Hath as you grabbing anything? I'm um, grabbing. It'll take you a, a couple of rounds to string a bow if you wanted to do that. I left my bow with Matey Boy, I think. Uh, okay. Oh no, uh, no, no! You said that we could have him there unstrung, didn't you? I'll string yeah. a bow. Has Monin got his shield, and has he taken his shield? Monin, did you leave his shield with your weapons? Yeah, truth be told, it was just a dagger and a breastplate. I said I'd take. I forgot yeah, but if you've left it by your bed, then I am specifically thinking I'm going to grab it because that shield keeps me alive if I stand next to you. So if you've forgotten it, I'm sober and I'll remember it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I see... I'm happy uh, to go, you forgot uh, this. <laughs> if I see Hathas with a bow, I, I really, I, I forgot we didn't... I forgot that we had bows. I'll suddenly stop and go, oh, yeah, I, all right, I need the bow. And uh, I'll start getting my bow. <laughs> all right. So it'll take you around to string it. So I'll say this round, you kind of put a breastplate over your head and then thought better of it, started stringing your bow, you do the same, Hathas. Mm -hmm. All right, um, let's everyone roll initiative. So that was a kind of a surprise round, basically. Widow Twanky, <laughs> Widow Maker. <laughs> Just saw that. Right, you are, um, so you can see a line of goblins climbing up the cliff there. Let me just roll. Uh, I've got an initiative on. Okay, so first up, first up is Amalfrida, which makes sense because you're sprinting for it. So, Amalfrida, that's where you are. Um, you're sprinting towards the, where the goblins are. Yep. So that cliff is near vertical. They're probably about 100 foot off the ground. They've got a big head start on you, but they are, and they're climbing quite fast. They look like you're going jeepers. They're, they're climbing well. All right, so drag yourself to what, over that way, uh, 60 feet movement, I'm guessing. Unless you can move further than that, actually. Okay. Amalfried is pegging it down across the, the courtyard in a kind of square area. You can get, you can really see the goblins. You can hear them a little bit now. They're chittering to each other. You can't really understand what they're saying, but they're um, looking like they're g each other on. Okay, next is Sigma. Yeah, I'll just run as far as I can towards them, and I'll take my um, bonus dash action as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you can see Amalfried out of the corner of your eye running, running towards the same spot you are. Um, and moaning, what do, what do you want to do? You've now yeah. strung your bow. Okay, so he'll step outside and try and see what, uh, what the dealio is. Okay, uh, give me a perception check. <clears throat> and make it a plus two, because you couldn't see where they were pointed, but you did hear Amalfried say on the cliffs. Whoa! Okay, yeah, you can see three goblins climbing up the cliffs on the far side. Nice perception rocks, guys. Okay, he's going to draw a bead on them from here and try and shoot one. Wow, good luck. Target, one at the bottom. It's definitely at disadvantage for range because they're 100 foot up as well and at minus five. <laughs> it's hard, really hard shot in the dark. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, I know normally you don't apply disadvantage and a penalty, but apparently this time you do. Whoa. Let me see. Not bad. Okay, so your arrow, it was a hell of a shot. It's a bit drizzly, dark night, blustery wind. You see the arrow, you aim it really high. It's a, such a shot. And you see it come down. And you think it's going to arc straight into the goblin's back, and it just skitters off the rock next to it. But it was a hell of a shot, but it, unfortunately it missed. Ah, bollocks. Um... <laughs> and then uh, he's only going to spend more time just looking around, listening to see if there's any other noises. And that'll be his turn. Okay. Yeah, you don't hear anything else uh, other than the chittering up there. Goblins... Uh, all three move up the cliff, so I'll move them, like, one square, but they're going about 30 feet up around um and it's if like that they're like mounting goats that look like they're born to this um hathas hathas will look to go where the others are going really so he'll sort of go around the corner following Monin, and if if he can hear and see anything in, in that direction he'll just keep heading in that direction if that makes yeah, sense so you can see amalfrida 
running towards yep. the mountains and you, you can hear sounds of other running. So, um, Amalfrida, there are people milling around uh, on this sort of area here. There are a few people put a pointing up, throwing stones, woefully short, uh, as the goblins go fling up the, the mountain. That's where all the people ran to by the looks of things. There, there was a zigzagging path that you'd need to go up to get up to, to that area, but that's where you saw most people congregating now. So, Hathis, that's what you catch. What, are you just yeah. running? Yeah, just legging it in that direction. If you can let me do that. Yeah, brilliant. And Hoan will bound along happily next to me. You just hit next actor, Amalfrida. What do you want to do? Presumably where the people are is higher than running across... It is. So there's a zigzagging yeah. path going up there. It's, yeah, it's not so well drawn, 10, but it's... 20... If I run, I could probably get... Oops. Yeah, you could probably get to about there. Yeah, I could probably get to about there, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's fine. So, yeah, you, it's, you, luckily you're a fit young woman. You're sprinting, your thighs are burning by the time you get up the top. Then you realise you've still only got, just got a blanket on and a small knife in your hand or something. But uh, you do see a, there's a lot of people similarly dressed, actually, uh, coming up and... It looks like there's um you would gauge that they this isn't the first time this kind of thing's happened and it seems that like the numbers are important numbers of people here uh, there's quite a lot of people now coming out of houses and making a huge din and running this way which is kind of like they're almost like this this is the plan that they've got sigma so the the thing that is marked number 6 is that higher as in if i come around this corner of this building to try and yeah, what is it? What does it look like? It's it's, it's higher. Like, so this this area here, hang on a sec. That area is kind of a hill going up to the to a mining camp. There's a path that zigzags up the hill. You can climb it. So from about there to there is pretty steep, Sigma. Um, yeah. So that would be difficult terrain, but you can still get up it. It's not. So I mean, basically, from from me to the goblins, I don't need to go through that bit. Do I? No, they are like probably 130 foot up the cliff now, though. You would absolutely need to climb to get them. Um, and basically, each five foot square is the equivalent of about 30 feet of um, of cliff face going up. It's yeah, not that's shown. If you want to do that, that's pretty uh, risky in the dark. Yeah, it is. Okay, so they're heading up a cliff. Is it possible to tell where they've been? So if I move to no, the opposite corner of the building, roughly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The tracks around on the floor to see if they've kind of come up that way. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so yeah, yeah just move yourself right. there and give me an investigation check in the tower. Wow, okay. You can see tracks heading. There's, there's, it's interesting. There are some goblin tracks coming this way, and then there are what looks like a pair of human boots tracks going that way well i can tell where the goblins who came that way have gone <laughs> yep so using my cunning action i'll dash back 30 feet that way okay i'll move 30 feet search tracks then dash back yeah and you can follow them fairly easily um it's there's a lot, quite a lot of rain. The ground is soft. The the, the, the tracks are pretty easy to follow. Uh, okay, uh, Monin. Okay, he's realised that bow shot's going to be a a really unlucky. Uh, sorry, taking an incredibly lucky shot. So he's just going to head off to the weapon store number three. Dash over to there and try and get his uh, weapon. All right, <laughs> panting around. Okay, so the first of them. Look, goes out of sight around the edge of the cliff, uh, around the top of this sort of bluff they're on. As of the second, the third one is just about to, but not at the moment. So you lose sight of the first two. They kind of got over the top of this cliff area. Hathis, you're up. Hathis is going to keep following Alfreda because he can't really he can't really see the rest. So Huan will jog along, loop happily along. He thinks it's all a bit exciting so far. All right, yeah. So you'll go. You, there are a few other people running this way as well, Hathis. Um, mm -hmm. He'll try and get a sense now of what's going on. Are they just standing at the bottom throwing rocks and banging pans, or is there anything else happening? No. So they, the you can see some guards uh, taking mm -hmm. some shots, going pretty wide, to be honest, at them. 
at the goblins um and the the rest of the townsfolk are throwing rocks or banging making a lot of noise down here like it's like shooing off wild animals it seems that that's the kind of thing they're doing okay i'm afraid well there's nothing i can do about the gob to to hit the goblins so i'll move a little bit closer to where all the people are congregating and listen to what they're saying is this usual is this common where do the people think goblins are coming from yeah so you hear things like bloody late in the season for goblin attacks um it seems like most of the attacks happen over during winter months this is kind of springtime now and then you hear so sort of anyone missing is there anyone injured anyone is everyone's loved ones okay and that they're all asking after each other that's kind of what you pick up okay all right that's it it's my turn okay sigma so yeah, the tracks are going this way basically towards that corner yeah well people uh, I'll move I'll move you to basically follow the tracks so you kind of go around to that corner it's how far is that and then they go towards this corner here mm. uh, you can see here uh, just on the cor the corner there that um on the ground there um it looks like there is some scene of a scuffle. There's all the footprints, there's, there's sort of footprints going in all sorts of directions. And you catch what could be blood um, like on, on the ground, uh, glistening in the moonlight in the area, sort of dark stains down there. That's mm. all you can do right now. Monin. Yeah, he's going to head over to the storehouse. Okay. I presume there's so a guard there. The door. It's not the same old chap you met, but... You see um, a guard, and you recognise him. He was actually in the feast house last night. I take it you want your weapons, then. Looks like there's been some goblin attacks. All right, just the um, just and, the one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they go in. He sort of he invites you in. He'll basically by the end of the round, the round, you can get the weapon and kind of be back to where you are. He, he fumbles with the door a bit. There's only one weapon that looks like that in the entire weapon cupboard, and he gets that out. I pass it to you. Uh, heft it and like nod sagely as if you understand what sort of dwarf hammers yeah. should feel like and then uh, pass it over to Monin um, and you're back there. Alright, the last of the goblins unfortunately disappear over the top of the hill and you think they're probably gone. What happens do you want to do next? He's going to carry on running up towards Amal, Frida and presumably the crowds of people and uh, when he gets there he will kind of start asking What's going on? Why are they doing this? Is this an attack? They just seem to have climbed up your climbed up the cliff. What? What? Someone explain. You'll say in between gasping, gasping breaths uh, of having sneaky little buggers. They always do this. They just raid us and twos and threes, and let's hope they haven't killed anyone this time. Right. And so they've they, attacked. And they bugger off, and then legged it up the cliff. Yeah, and we can't follow them up there. If they get any sort of start on us, it's impossible to hit in this bloody weather. Sneaky buggers. Swines. Okay. Sneaky and follows are up as well. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Amalfrida. So you saw Sigma run up to that corner and then run back. You you don't know where he's gone, Amalfrida, but you know he did that. And you yeah, can talk to more townspeople if you want. Up to you. No, I will. What What sort of time is it? Probably about three in the morning, really in like middle of the night. Okay, I'm going to start walking back to bed. Okay. Sigma. So you see what you think's blood on the ground down there? Yeah, I'm going to basically uh, stealthily scout around and find out what's up. Okay, give me a stealth check in the town. Lurking. Okay, you seem pretty quiet. You can't hear any noise. You, and where, where do you want to creep up to? Where the, uh, where the blood trails are? Yeah, peer around the corner. If I can't see anything, I'll go the other way around the building and, you know, just, just essentially find out if there's any bad guys around. I don't want to be surprised by them, but if there's somebody hurt, then I want to find out. All right, give me uh, to move move to the corner and then just give me an investigation check to see what if you saw signs, you can see signs of anything. Wow. You see quite clearly um, footsteps going kind of that way to about there and then a big sort of. A footfall that slides and goes over the cliff that you spot. But this is the only place where the blood is. Yeah. So it looks like somebody's possibly been stabbed and then slipped over the cliff. That's what you would intuit. 
we say cliff, but it doesn't look terribly steep on this map. Is it precipitous? So between there and there is probably 200 foot down. Okay. Uh, then I'll run on my belly and slither forward as far as I can, peer into the darkness. Okay. Down below, you can see probably halfway down, there is a wounded watchman. He's trapped in some rocks about 100 foot below you. Looks really badly hurt. Legs definitely broken, and he looks unconscious or dead. It's not unmoving, but that's it was definitely a watchman that fell over, not a goblin by the looks of things. Then I shall holler out at the top of my voice, help, bring rope, bring bandages, and then start to clamber down uh, very carefully towards him. Ooh, okay. Uh, so you, you, you Unless it looks next stupid round. to do so. It's near vertical when it's night and it's wet. Oh, wet, no, then so I won't. <laughs> use that as a guide if you want to, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, understood. You're, you're hollering to get help and stuff. So, uh, Monin, you've got your you've got your weapon and you're about to embark on a sprint back down the hill. Yeah, exactly. That's what we'll do. Okay, uh, you can do a double move if you want. Do that's that's fine. Yeah, I did. And that'll do him. Okay, uh, Hathas. So you heard um, faintly on the wind, but you heard Sigma hollering for help. Yeah, and I'm something sure about I'm that way. And bandages and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm heading that way. As is who, and assuming, and I'll shout to the the commoners around me. So come on, someone needs help, and I'll let them pass because I'm old and knackered. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm assuming younger, sprightier people have dashed past me. Yeah, so um, you you guys were fastest to react. So, Amalfrida, you heard Sigmar hollering for rope and bandages. I haven't got any of those. But, uh, well, I'll jog over towards his direction then. So, okay. probably about there. Amalfrida, Amalfrida, let down your hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sigmar, you've looked down the cliff and there's sort of rivulets of water running down it from the rain and go, take a really deep breath and go, no, that would be just stupid climbing yeah. down there. Look in the building, see what's in there. Anything that can aid me in my rescue mission? Hang on. Oh my god, this would be amazing. Oh, I found a corp. I found a corpse figure. So the, that building looks like another kind of bunkhouse. Most of the workers live in dorms, really. Um, well, I, I assume they're... they would be heavy yelling if they. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so people are kind of yawning and coming out. Um, looks like the doors. Uh, quite a few of the folk have already come out. The the door was um bolted and stuff um and a couple of other middle-aged guys come out what's all the sort of... what's all the problem wounded man down there get a rope quick well ah, they kind of shake their heads a bit after get the sleepiness out of it and then run back inside and they hear them sort of rummaging around and unearth, opening up a crate and that kind of thing Anything else? Um, no, well, pfft, just... really. I mean, if there's anything else about that's suspicious, or well, I don't know. I'm assuming the goblins have gone, but uh... yeah. So it, what looked like it what it looked like happens, and you can see goblin footprints coming from here to that corner. That there's a guard probably doing the rounds of the perimeter, and was either surprised or saw something strange going on here, and there was jumped, uh, mm -hmm. went over the cliff. Uh, and then the goblins followed his tracks crudely to try and cover theirs, probably, um, to go up here. You saw through that, and then they climbed up the cliff. So looked like he surprised them. Um, a bit of a scuffle. He went over. You don't know how badly injured he or, or if he's dead, though, from what you can get. So uh, that's the edge of my map, the right-hand edge. Is, is there anything to indicate what's beyond there, where the goblins have come from? Basically, it's a very steep edge of the ravine. So either they climbed up from the ravine or down or just came around the ravine. From what you saw of their climbing ability, it's way beyond what humans is. So they could have come around just around the ravine. All right. Well, yeah. I shall wait for rope. Okay. Monin. Assuming he's heard the call for rope and bandages, he's heading to our place to grab Hathas's go bag and, and his own rope. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, so I say next round you can do like a normal 30-foot move having grabbed them. Hathas? He's going to head towards the noise and kerfuffle. He's getting a bit knackered. <laughs> He'll do his best. Assuming I can sort of run in straight lines and I don't have to keep off the grass. 
who and so you and you and Emma Frieda kind of jogging along together pretty much. Um, yeah, give or take. Yeah. All right. I'm assuming other people, so I will will be covering. And if I'm not seeing reasonable numbers of other people, then I'll shout as I go along. Come on, come and help, man down. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, you see a few other people running that direction as well. Good. Amalfrida, as you're running, you suddenly hear this incredible, deep, resonant horn note. Monin's finally figured it out. <laughs> it's definitely coming from the berg. It has to be dwarven, you would think, uh, from, the, from the deep notes. and It sounds like Monin's horn, except in, like, Five one surround sound Dolby in comparison with what Moni can play, um, but really, really, really deep. It sounds like a warning note. Okay, uh, what are you doing, Amalfrida? Uh, do I know that that is a warning note? You would, yeah, you would assume so. You uh, give me a traditions knowledge traditions check because you know the woodman fairly well. Okay. Huh. No chance. Yeah, this wasn't that bad at all. Uh, it's above ten, so you have heard legends of the horn here. You've heard from it from when you were in Woodland Hall and conversations over a couple of winters ago that they called the Horn of Warning and it blows when uh, the women are under attack. But you don't know whether that was just skirmish under attack or whether it was hundreds and hundreds of goblins attack or whether they just blow it for any, any little goblin that happens to stumble into the town. So... Um, which does worry you slightly. Right. I'm immediately heading for weapons. Okay. So, as you see Amalfrida kind of running along beside you, just like you heard the horn blast and then she disappears back to the wall of the house. And next is Sigma. You hear that whole note, Sigma. Guy comes out with a rope. Uh, it's a 50-foot hemp rope. And kind of you know, tousled hair, looking a bit scared, um... Like gives it to you. So you've got a rope now. Yeah, and where's the other half? <laughs> Fuck! The man says, <laughs> "You want more rope? You see where he is?" And I point over the edge. Oh god, he's a long way down. Uh, hang on. Um, so yeah, he goes back inside. <laughs> so the, the the people around me have heard this horn, and they aren't going, "Oh my gosh, the place is under attack." They're just acting as they were before they heard it. Yeah, they're, so they're not panicked or anything. Um, I always want panic also. Uh, well, I th there's a big old shop full of stuff over there, so if they're taking their time getting enough rope, I'm just going to run to the trading post and grab some and come back. Yeah, you might be quicker doing that. Um, although, you know, you'll probably get some next round, so don't worry. All right. Um, yeah. But you just take a, take a round. So you, you, start, you basically well, not I'll, I'll, I'll start securing that rope to something sturdy up here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you you can see a hitching post or something in the corner there. You can start tying that rope to. Um, Monin. Meanwhile, it looks like uh, Monin's going through us to see Amalfrida's got a coil of rope, Sigmar's got two coils of rope, Hathas has got a coil of rope, and I've got a coil of rope. So he's gathering them, all this rope uh, and the go bag, and then once he's got that, he's going to run towards where he thought he heard uh, um, Sigmar's call. Okay, yeah, so I'd be around to grab all of that stuff up. You look like a mountaineer. You've got rope looped over your shoulders and all sorts of stuff now, but uh, uh, definitely t got all the precautions taken. Uh, Hathis, what are you doing? He's going to keep heading for Sigmar because if someone's called for bandages, they probably need a healer. Okay. Uh, so he's going to run to where Sigmar is. Uh, yeah, you come sort of puffing up. You're, you're really knackered. Um, I am absolutely <laughs> puffed out. And Huan comes up afterwards as well. Yeah. Um, I'll say, where's the patient? What's going on? Ah, oh. Brother Hannes, can you climb? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll better All go right. get him then. Amalfrida, heading up towards the house still? Yeah, I need to get weapons. If I was there, yeah, I'd have headed up that way then. You're, you're fit and healthy, sprinting around the corner. Okay, next up is... Let me just get rid of heart fast and lead him now. Uh, Sigma. Uh, yeah, I'm just wondering. You know, we've got these doomed to die things that kind of tell us stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, is that is that feeling telling me anything at the moment? It no, say? it doesn't. To die. It doesn't feel like you're impending death or anything. Um, it, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel particularly foreboding. Your sense. Okay. 
despite his senses. Yeah, if there's well, uh, without rope, I'm not going down. If there's rope, I'll go down. So that's kind of yeah. You've got uh, two two lengths of rope now. Um, you're knot them together. You've secured one end. Uh, you're just tying the others around your waist or something and trying to climb or uh, having yeah. someone lower you. What's the plan? Uh, well, if there are people there that can lower me, then then that will help. They can essentially let the rope out while I climb down. Okay. I can help. So you'll get a, you can get a climb check um, at advantage because you're being helped and you're tied on as well. So if you want to go extra fast, otherwise you can climb at 30 feet around, let me know. Uh, I'll take it slow to start with. All right. So give me a, st a standard climb check at advantage. Uh, so strength athletics check. Yep, you're fine. So you're down about 30 feet. You've got about another 70 feet to go. All right, then. And I'll call out as I'm going. Hold on, we're coming. Monen. Yep. Sprinting around He's the side. Off. You're on a path around the hall. That's him. <laughs> Sorry, this is... I, I don't think he's recording this uh, because it's just basically the entire party running around all over town over the last, like, three minutes. <laughs> uh, next up is you, Hathith. So Hathith is trying to help lower him down on the rope if help is required, or if there's some burly young men there, then he will peer and, like any man over the age of 40, will shout helpful advice like, to your left, bit, hang on to that bit, that's right. Be careful. Yeah, yeah don't fall. Don't make it any worse. <laughs> Yeah, you're being extremely helpful, Hathas, and uh, all of the young men are ignoring you. They've got biceps that are honed exactly. in the mind, so they're, they're fairly comfortable with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, Amalfrida, you'll probably get up to the house this time. So you're not seeing uh, much panic, Amalfrida. Um, even, even though there was a horn that was sounded. Yeah, it seems that... So they just well, sound that kind of... Whenever somebody falls over, and right, okay, you don't know, so... you don't know when, when, or why, but yeah, it it's not presaging imminent doom to the town. You would suspect just the horn of slight misadventure. <laughs> we have a big horn. We're going to bloody use it. That was the little horn. That was the three right, goblin. Um, horn. You I wait till twenty goblins come out at the top there, and then look a bit. So you've got a warning horn that sound, and everybody just. Well, carries on. At which point, I think uh, so they just go back to bed. Because yeah. there's so nothing the, else the I can do. Here. This the, is the, the strangest place I've ever been. <laughs> Goblins climb up bloody cliffs, and you all run out and look at them and go, well, look, they're doing it again. And then yeah. you sound a horn and go, yeah, horn. that great big horn has sounded. This is the they're, strangest um... place I've ever been. Okay, well, she'll run to there, uh, and if she can get a weapon, she will. And if not, she'll go back to bed, I think. <laughs> So he's definitely got your weapon. Um, right. He's kind of ready with it. There are a few... Um, <laughs> he's holding other... it. <laughs> no, there are a few other hunters up here asking for weapons. Um, it's interesting. None of the townspeople have come up here. You suspect that a skirmish like this, any big raid would be very different. Um, they're used to... Uh, they're not expecting other goblins to attack. You would ex you would think based on behaviour. So. Okay. Um, that's probably all I can do. Okay. You've got your weapon back. And next up is Sigmar. Are you going down at normal speed? Well, yeah. Um, if, if, it's, if you're not doing anything too risky, I'll, I can just fast forward a bit because yeah. I'm going to take you all out of initiative. So you, you climb I, down. Can I go faster or... than a normal person could, given that I've got this cunning action dash thing? If, I don't know. If not, anyway. Yeah. Whatever, John. Yeah, you, you just you kind of clamber down fairly, fairly carefully. You eventually get down to the guy here. He is alive but just he's cold he's got a nasty wound to his leg and his legs broken from the fall but he is still breathing you what you do you tie the rope around under his arms uh, and then ask people and so you're basically sitting on the, the narrow ledge where he was and you eventually get him secured holler up to uh, lift him up and he is lifted by that time moaning you get down there you've got your bag, hathers, all that kind of stuff. And after about two or three minutes, they pull the, the guy up and then also pull you up shortly afterwards, Sigma. So you're up here. The injured guy is now up here. And hathers, you can treat him if you want. Yes, I will tend his wounds for a good 10 minutes, binding 
his wounds and treating him with herbs and poultices and offering him soothing words, which is very important. Um, yeah, and that sorry. allows me to D8 by my proficiency modifier, so 2D8 plus my wisdom modifier, hit points healed at the okay. end of that 10 minutes. Wisdom modifier is now plus 5. So it's 2D8 plus 5, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I'll do plus 5 in the modifier and then 2 times that. And... You should have that coded, I'm guessing. But... Oh, well. All right. Um, uh, so yeah, he, so he his breathing eases uh, the like rapid breathing he was doing eases his the the pain seems to have dissipated a lot, um, and he's just going into a kind of a uh, actually no he he, he kind of comes around a bit of a knock on the head he's definitely looked a bit concussed but you've healed the injuries you've got him away from the immediate risk of dying and he's looking a lot happier. He's just looking really uncomfortable. If no one else is doing it, when he when he looks appropriate to ask him questions, I'll say, you know, I'll say nicely, sort of what happened. What can you tell us? I don't, was it goblins? Bastard goblins! Yeah, I was doing my rounds, and hey, Jumby, just outside here. Put How me many? The bloody cliff. How many of them? Three of the little fuckers. Oh, uh, it was only a little little raid, and uh, yeah, a fair no, fight. Could, uh, he's, he's he's probably looks about mid late twenties. I could have taken them normally, but. The, Bastards jumpy in the dark. Bit of bravado. Cunning. Uh, it's not fair. Anyway, did, did you kill them? Have they, are they all gone? They swarmed up the cliffs before anyone could reach them and then disappeared over the top of the cliffs and had gone into the night. Oh, oh, thank bad. you for helping me. Oh, they've been done for down there. Oh, Sigma, you want to thank? It was nothing from me, but Sigma risked his life to, to get your body from that halfway down the cliff. Oh, I never thought him that that surly bugger I saw in the bar yesterday. Oh, he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, Sigmar, <laughs> are you inside or not? Uh, yeah. Uh, are you saying anything? Oh, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, <that's> nothing. <laughs> I saw you inside. <laughs> well, we got my thanks, sir, and uh, well, I really appreciate it. Well, legs are going to be a bit stiff by the window in this this one, but at least I'm alive. Okay, you. Basically, the town settles down. Sick. Uh, by the time you get back, Amblefried is in bed, being like tucked up, trying to get warm again. Um, <laughs> stoke, stoke the fire up, and your heroics are done. Turn, return all the ropes, and you'll head on, head in there. And there's no other shenanigans overnight. But in the morning, you are visited by Hartfast. He comes actually round to your the house, and um, you're in, and says, "Hmm." Came round saying, "Hmm." Well, I heard pretty damn good things about you fellas. <clears throat> oh, sorry, excuse me, and you missed uh, last night. I want to offer my thanks, to be honest. We're very grateful. Don't normally get a chance to save someone who goes over into the river, but uh, it looks like poor old Baron fell in but didn't fall all the way down, and uh, your quit-thinking Sigmar could have saved him. Got the full story from the, the, the mining fellas, and I uh, want to thank you for it. That's quite all right. sure your people would do the same for us if something happened to us. Yeah, there's maybe more to you than just whinging beggars who come up here all the time asking for help. I want to offer you... <laughs> I want to offer you a tracker, Magrick. He'll be able to act as a guide down if you're going down south, and uh, he knows the area really well. He used to hunt down there. He's up to go along and help you out, if that's all right. Also, when he looks over at you moaning and you, Sigma, and he says, um, yeah, I think, I think we should have a bit of a ceremony. Not often we get brave folk helping us out up here with without any uh, consideration for their own safety. It'll do the morale good in town as well. Yeah, friends of the House of Woodland Hall. That's got a certain ring to it. And with that, he kind of turns away and he barks an older uh, the scribe is with him. He writes something down and then comes back after about twenty minutes and says, um, "So, so Hartfast wanted to do a, um, a very obsequiously hand wringing sort of gestures. Uh, maybe a small, a small." Gathering? No, it's the wrong word. A small ceremony, maybe informal, uh, up in the Berg uh, tonight. Um, maybe with uh, some some dinner up there. Um, he can. Dinner. Oh, he can show you the horn. Uh, it rang when we when we had attack. He can show you that tonight. Um, uh, just wanted to thank you again on his behalf for for your service to the people of the Berg. Hey, very uh, good. Yeah, thanks. We love dinner. That's very kind. There will be drink there, right? Oh yes, sir. I've heard heard the rumours that 
you didn't disappoint me. I thought dwarves liked to drink, and it appeared that you did. Oh, I'm I'm a definite stereotype. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Bit of party. So you wanted to go to look at the mine today, Monin? Yeah, yeah. He'll go and get stuck in. So he'll leave all his armor and everything else, and get some um, crappy clothes if he can. Okay. Yeah, you got some spare clothes. You um, go down to into the mine. The mines are functional. It's about the best you can. They actually look quite safe. Um, give me a uh, actually, sorry. Give me a stone, a history stone cunning or whatever it is. Check moment. You can do it in the open. Uh, don't mind if you. Yeah. Um, so you can tell the mines are safe. They are not constructed in a way that's fast to dig. And you also note that the mines tend to just be horizontal with there is a vertical shaft there but it doesn't go more than about 50 yards down and then another horizontal tunnel goes off it what so the biggest difference between this and dwarven mines dwarven mines follow follow the seams of the ore these don't they just appear to cut through them right and so in terms of what you could do to dramatically improve their yields it's probably just advise them to follow the seams but the miners seem pretty competent they're not dwarven miners but they're they're hardworking. A lot of the fellas that you drank with last night are down here and they cheer you on. To, they did, couldn't actually believe that like, a noble dwarven warrior would come down into their minds. But um, you seem like really at home and they're, they're really happy to show you um, all of the stuff they're doing and the their their techniques. Uh, they all they seem to be very flat structured. They don't have to like lots of hierarchy down here. They're pretty much all in it for the digging and shoring teams and all that kind of stuff. They're all kind of mucking in. Yeah, he'll put in a day's work. Okay. Yeah, oh my god, they absolutely love you. They drinks are on us tonight. They all say as they uh, as they come out. And you actually come out pretty happy and exhausted at, after a hard day's work. Um your exhaustion uh hath this dissipates. You yes! are no longer exhausted Thank after god. your night's sleep. You spend a day kind of recuperating. Sigma Armelfrieda, what do you wanna do you wanna do anything specific today or just kinda of wait for wait for dinner basically? probably wait for dinner i think yeah. okay so in the evening um uh, late afternoon moaning comes back covered in muck it's never seen him happy he's got a broad grin on his face it's like knuckles and stuff is all scuffed up and he's got calluses on his on his hands that are more than just those for his weapon and uh but you've never seen him happier uh obviously mining mining suits him down to the ground um you freshen up or he does particularly and then head up to the berg uh, where you meet Hartfast um for dinner now the ceremony he's he's a very gruff man but he takes it very seriously um he he mutters a few words in a very sorry mutters the wrong the wrong phrase he enunciates a few words short sweet succinct but you seem to be essentially friends of the berg now and to that end uh, would be very he'd be very happy to offer you accommodation here whenever you need it and help whenever you need it his hospitality is good up here the food is even better in when you eat in the berg than it was when you were eating in the hall last night you he brings up a small keg of the ale that you were drinking last night moment uh, you seem to enjoy it and he's actually quite thoughtful he's got some pretty nice wine uh he's assuming that <laughs> he's assuming that hathas was a, as a wine drinker uh, and he's got some uh, some beers, and he's got some honeyed mead. Obviously, assuming that Bjornings love honey, so um, whether Abelfrida does or not, different matter. But um, his his hospitality is fairly good. He spends the evening talking. He's listened to Monan very carefully when he was talking about what he found in the mine, and asked you some quite insightful questions, Monan, about bracing techniques and all that kind of stuff given given what we were describing about following seams and stuff and you strike up quite a decent friendship with him by the end of the night Monin. he does seem very very keen to use you to try and encourage dwarven smiths or miners to come and take a look here particularly regarding the goblin threat so what how do you want to leave it in this evening Monin, with that yeah, he's, he committed, or yeah, he he'll, he'll next time he's up in that area, he's he'll definitely mention it to uh, people up there and see if they can send some people down to to have a look here. As long as there's a uh, maybe some training that can be done, so it's mutual beneficial for everybody. Yeah, I mean he's he seems he, you've been so helpful 
and his, you, you could probably tell you a bit, he's seen dwarves and his experience has been overly positive with them, even though the rumours about dead relatives falling in the river may or may not be true. But you seem to have swayed him. You seem very open and actually gave him some very helpful information. Um, but you can tell behind behind that there is still, you would guess it's fear that the dwarves were just like strip mine the entire valley <laughs> and be off into the sunset uh, before before he, he can really work out what's going on. So that might be the reason he's not not done it. But if he's found a dwarf he can trust to almost like broker, broker negotiations, then that might be very helpful to him. That's the kind of feeling you've got. Yeah, he'll say that he'll personally use some of his own kin, even though most of them are mercenaries, but they'll probably have some contacts that are trusted. All right, no worries. Um, sounds good. Um, and the rest of the night goes, uh, you got, you spend a couple of hours with him. Anyone else want to ask him any questions before? Can we ask him about this? Is it Magrick, this tracker, he said um, would be willing to come with us? Can he give us a little bit? You know, is he totally good at this? Is he an old guy, young guy? Is he well known has he got a history of x y and z you know what's the yeah he's a he's a youngish guy still uh he's a trap tracker um and a trapper from he basically hunts up and down the vales of the gladden river comes to mountain hall maybe every month or so mm -hmm. trade people like him um he's he's been really good to us uh trades fairly he talks easily laughs easily he's got an interest he, he doesn't want to settle down he just loves Loves traveling. He loves the campfire, the the outdoors. Um, he enjoys time though in the halls here, drinking and eating and meeting lots of people as well. Um, he's a very good guide. He knows that area inside out. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So that's the that's what he knows about it. And he's trustworthy, is he? And I'll look him in the eye when I ask him that. Yeah. I, you know, he's good. never never wronged us. He's um, said, he trades fairly. Good. Look forward to working with him. Okay. And these uh, goblin raids, like we had last night, um, how often do they happen? Was last night typical? Uh, no, it's quite late in the season. Uh, normally in winters, we normally get a couple of months. Um, yeah, so if, we, if there's three blasts on the horn, we'll get a big raid. That hasn't happened for years. That was just a small one. That basically just is a warning to people that maybe some goblins around. But yeah, it's we don't get many. Yeah, two or three months normally this time of year. Uh, but it's it's normally easing up easing up by the spring. We rarely get any in the summer. Don't know whether the I don't know the warm weather or the light or something's different in the summer. We they, they, they never they're always at night. They never come in the day as well. And they, all they seem to do is jump this chap, tried to kill him, and then just just ran off. So. Is that all? Is that typical? Do they do they steal yeah, things? They, they they, normally, are they drawn to something or? No, they're cowardly. I mean, they they will come and like gang up on the people. They, I mean, the worst we've had. I think we had a whole family of five killed once, and we didn't even know until the morning. Goodness! Um, but they're sneaky. They're sneaky bastards. But they, um, no, it's if there'd have been two or three guards, it could have could have had them. Um, I think it was only because they they were caught outside they normally try and sneak into houses and attack or only because they were caught outside that there was uh they probably ran off after that um why why they went up a cliff there i don't know looking at so he said yeah they were they attacked on that right at this edge of edge of the settlement and then well Baron fell down the cliff there but they didn't go back the way they came they went up the cliff mm. that's my way it's weird so they have have they climbed those cliffs after attack Previously, or was this the first first time we've seen that? Oh, they come in. Yeah, they never use the same route twice. Um, we've tried to like block certain ways off, and they, yeah, they're good climbers. They come in from anywhere. Guard dogs, we use them quite a lot um, out on the eaves, and they're very useful for warning of pesky intruders. Yeah, uh, it's too damn cold in the winter when they normally arrive. You can't keep dogs outdoors at like minus fifteen Celsius. All, all the time. Um, uh, let me introduce you to our new Husky 2000 range. <laughs> <laughs> That's good down to minus 30. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if, uh, if you can find some some people breeding breeding dogs that can last over, that would help us. Um, we normally just keep, 
keep guard posts uh, in the winter and well lit, and then guards patrol around. That's all we can do, really. Um, uh, people are people can look after themselves pretty well here, and it's only if we get a big force attacking uh, that we're that we really need help. Um, and we're desperate for warnings of that. And I was a bit unfair about Radagast. He, he's his bears are quite helpful. Uh, we've we've spotted um, had early warnings of the last well two of the last three raids anyway, uh, big raids, and they've gone about eight ten years. So and that's all down to Radagast birds that can sense where these things are. Are where those goblins climbed up the cliffs? Is there anything up there? Any structures or buildings or caves or was it just? No, no. I mean, I'm sure they went back up and back round north, and that's where they come from. Back up to the mountains again. Uh, no, it's just it's all mountainous here. There's just a ravine coming down the uh, with a river valley, basically very steep sided ravine. Um, but yeah, they'd probably follow up, follow that up, or just disappear into the mountains. We we don't track them. I mean, it's too dangerous. They might be loads more up there mm. um and they probably scurry into their little holes in the mountain vermin yeah i mean you, you thought all woodmen were kind of similar this looks like a tougher life than you were used to living outside roscobel with like talking rabbits <laughs> talking rabbits well rabbits yeah, act like humans with like little chuckling, chuckling, on and things chuckling squirrels next mm. okay so you you want to just Meet Magrick and start traveling, or at least planning your travel. Probably. Yeah, seems good. Get right off that night and then get back onto the planning the next day. Unless he's available there that night. Uh, so Magrick is a trapper. Uh, looks like a like a ranger almost. You would probably say. Um, not that you've necessarily experienced Dunedain. He's not Dunedain, but there is something about him that's very elfin almost he's very handsome quite tall very well spoken for a woodman doesn't have your typical woodman accent yeah I mean, he may have, he may have, yeah exactly he may have elvish blood in his family somewhere who knows he's very light-hearted and jovial claps you all on the back ah master yeah. dwarf always wanted to travel with you it must have loads of stories i'm looking forward to some campfire tales with you sir ah and he nods deferentially to you, Hathis, and uh, a pipe smoker. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, man after my own heart. Uh, have you got good tales to go with a the pipe there, sir? And he nudges Amalfried at the ribs in the ribs and says, uh, "Always like travelling with a with a hot-blooded Bjorning woman." And, and then he ducks as you playfully punch him full in the face. <laughs> 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 Uh, and looked over at Sigmar and said, uh, I can't place you, Dalish. From beyond the woods, I would suspect. Uh, very well-dressed, and you are anything but well-dressed, Sigmar. You are definitely a townie, but like functionally dressed. And um, he's definitely buttering you up, you would say. And then he says, right, well, no time let the present to get started. Let's, let's get on the road in an hour. Um, Halfar says you're heading towards the, the other side of the Gladden, is that right? Um, looking around there, I know it like the back of my hand. Come to the right person. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Uh, so he so, like, almost goes off whistling, and he goes. Looks like he's going off towards the store. Um, okay. Hathis is going to head for the meeting hall number four, just in case the trapper Thario that we spoke to earlier is around. You know the guy that sort of told us about the missing trappers, etc. Uh, give me a look around to try and catch. Catch. Yeah, roll a d twenty. Uh, it's like a luck roll, so just give me a d twenty roll. Higher the better. Thirteen. Uh, he's he's there in the hall. I shall come up to him and say we are hitting the road fairly soon. We're kind of trying to look out for those people, those trappers you're missing. Uh, we've been given a chap called Magrick to travel with. Is he any good? You trust him? He's a bit of a an intake of breath. Uh, well, he's independent, <laughs> as if as if that's a bad thing. Um, doesn't well, he does his own training basically. As an idiot, he should be. But concentrating on his skills and just tracking and trapping stuff, and it'll make a lot more money if he if he works through me and my very modest seventy percent. Oh, I understand, all, but 
if we're going out into the wilderness with him, does he know his way around? Is he going to get us killed at the first first corner, or will he keep us safe and keep us on the road? Uh, Begrudgingly, he sort of says, "Yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's good, unfortunately." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah, you'll be safe with him, I think. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Hopefully, we'll see you again. Better oh, news. We'll do. Um, yeah, and uh, hopefully the the poor fellow went over the cliff feels better. Um, here, there's some heroics from you guys, and uh, is it, did I hear friend of the uh, friend of the Woodland Hall? That's, uh, apparently, apparently, so. half our skips likely. So, um, yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah, apparently so. We're on the up. All right, we need. We're going soon, so I, I'll, I'll happily wander off. I just wanted to check on Magrick really, make sure he wasn't a complete maverick. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right, um, I'll just pull up the map. Um, so you're where you are now, near Mountain Hall. So you'll probably be going almost due east and then pretty much due south, crossing the river. Uh, I guess you can plan the route with uh, with Magrick. He recommended not going too close to the mountains. They said it's, uh, yeah, there are goblins coming out of the mountains still. Uh, would head out into the more rolling hill part of the vales there than, than beyond. Uh, but then cross the river. And he said, yeah, we are going to need a boat to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I know my my normal way of getting to the Gladden is to go through Trader's Island. Trader's then, Island. And then head south on a boat from there and come back around. You can normally get people on Trader's Island who would take you, take you down the river in a boat a little bit. Some would even take you up the Gladden in some way. Uh, there's no one living up up the mountain pass area with a boat that would take you. So we either basically, and he, he kind of describes you, so you either go north of the Wolfwood, down the Anduin to Trader Island, which is the island I'm just highlighting now. It's the one south of Stonyford. But it looks like there is a, a trading settlement living on the island in the river there, from what he says. And then what you would do is get a boat from there to take you south and then back up the Gladden. Uh, or even just to the Gladden Fields itself, and then almost kind of from, say, this point, head into the Gladden Fields. Uh, so it's kind of up to you, but we'd need to take a boat if you went straight down to the Gladden from here, because you said you'd, you'd die in the water in the Gladden right now. It's icy. Well, maybe not die, but it wouldn't be nice. So we either walk, what, 30, 40 miles with a boat, or we walk... Mm-hmm. 70 miles to hire a boat to take us 50 miles to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. I see I'm sure your options. Yeah. Trader's Island sounds not too bad, but there's another settlement to, to know about and to to have maybe some acquaintances there, some contacts there. When we were on going, rousing everybody about the impending attack from Wolfswood for the Bandit King, was did we go near Trader's Island or did we miss that because we went a bit too far north first? Yeah, you you went you were north of that. Um, it's a big river, so yeah. I mean, the, the island was wooded, so you just wouldn't know what was on it. You didn't go anywhere near it. No. Okay, so maybe check out Traders Island then, because that might be quite a good little. It's not a million miles from from Roscobel, is it? Or be useful to find out about. No problem. Yeah, not too bad. Should we call in on uh on the the Wolfswood and uh, our secret fort that we know about on the way? It's my tower. Go and see, go and see Jeff. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff. And I think Jeff, Jeff, Jeff was going up to the king to ask for his money. <laughs> my, my suspicion, Jeff might be in prison by now. Right. So it looks like we're heading for Traders Island. <laughs> Sorry, there's some obvious jokes about what could be going on at Traders Island, but we'll we'll, we'll see. That'll be a, t- a task for another day. All right. So if you're planning that travel i'll let you know how far it is and then you can you can head out um 20 30 40 50 60 70 80 it's about 90 miles to traders island god Um, knackering this place and it is moderate moderate terrain borderlands so the the terrain being moderate is a dc 15 roll um so for the planning purposes uh to head out it's not going to take long to get there, but you're still going to need to give me a DC 15 checks 
on the planning roles for everyone. So everyone gives me uh, so guide a wilderness survival or intelligence law, the scout an investigation check or a stealth check, the hunt woman a survival check, and the lookout a perception check, wisdom perception. God bloody hell. And we need yeah. a DC 15. 15 is not trivial, is it? Nope. Not when you're all five or four and a three. No, no, that could have been better. And um, especially considering you are now, okay, it's not easy to walk around on the like the moors like you're doing, but yeah, imagine, imagine this in the middle of Mirkwood. <laughs> Trying to do 50 miles through Mirkwood. Um, all right. That wasn't ideal. Well, we've got one, <laughs> plus one two, success yeah. out of all of those. So your disposition roll will be at minus two. That is quite exciting. Right. Let's see what happens. D12. Seven. Uh, so. Okay. Uh, quite a good roll, actually. Any skill check during the journey will be made at plus one. That sounds uh, good. That, that's what nice. I've got. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty well planned. All right. Journey hazards. You're only going about nine, ten hexes. So give me, everyone give me a. Sorry, not everyone. The guide, give me a wisdom survival check The for a good road taken. Uh, a soft and warm, soft bed and a warm fire from the scout needs to be oh, a deck stealth or an intelligence investigation check. And a hearty meal from the huntsman, if you can provide good food for the journey, would be a wisdom survival check. Are these so DC Hathers, 15 again? These are all DC 15. Hatters has balls up with the... Uh, Sigmar pulls, the, pulls us another soft bed and warm fire out of his hat. And Amalfrida, out of his ass, out of his, sorry, out of his um, skills. Backpack. Uh, Amalfrida, a wisdom survival check, please. Ah, oh, Amalfrida, fills your bellies with some good food for the journey. So you are going to get a con check at plus four. Good luck with this. Do we all need save, to do this? Sorry. Yeah, this we is an exhaustion con save at plus four. Plus four. For the journey. Plus four. Ah, oh, Monin nails it. Wow. Yes. Yes. Hathers pulls one out the bag. Yes. Sigmar's feeling ropey. And Amalfrida. Uh, Amalfrida's... That was five. A con save from Amalfrida. At plus four. Amalfrida's absolutely fine. Um, Monin... Sorry, not Monin. Sigmar is exhausted after the trek. He was particularly... Concerned a bit the scouting out, uh, knowing that it was getting close to the wolf woods. Pulling all those things out of my ass was exhausting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lugging this duvet is really taking out of me. Uh, 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 Exhaustion's yeah, a nuisance. Yeah, it, it's that's why I I think we should play this properly because this is it's meant to be a bit more hazardous traveling in Middle Earth than normal fancy which you just like teleport to the next town or the dungeon side or whatever so however at, during the journey and every evening magrick is really good fun i mean he's he, he's a really good storyteller he's complimenting your skills he is actually seems to be as good a tracker as you uh, as the rumors are about him um and in the evenings he he's a good listener as well as a good storyteller so he tells he tells some funny tales of his adventures trapping and tracking and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he's he asks you a lot of questions. He seems to be quite interested, Monin, in your the, your family's wealth, which is not that surprising. Not many people meet that many wealthy dwarves. He gives Abelfrida a fairly wide berth after the first couple of evenings of stony silence from her, uh, and eventually just stops trying to chatter up and see that was like pouring water onto the sand. It just had no impact really at all. Um, but yeah, he's, he spends, a spends much of his evening chatting with Monin and Hathas and sharing a pipe and that kind of stuff, but pretty entertaining guy. The rest of the things here, we just need to do a, ooh, journey event roll. So give me a, so the lookout, a wisdom perception check, just to see if you can avoid or modify any rolls against that. Yeah, you're fine. So, um. You you spotted um, you would guess, Monin. You spotted some possibly bandits from the Wolford. They, Jeff, um, you you urged the crew to hide for half a day, and you didn't see them again. And they were they looked like they were coming back to the Wolford from to, like that kind of 
area at the second island at the north, uh, Stonyford kind of direction and heading back towards the Wolfswood. They didn't they didn't look like farms or anything. There was about six of them and you decided just to hide in the edge of the Wolfswood and they came in about a quarter of a mile, half a mile from your position and just disappeared into the wood. Uh, but you avoided them and you made it, you'll make it safely to the banks of the Anduin near Traders Island. Who wants to do the random roll to see if you get, you hit a blighted area on your journey? Don't get a one on your D20, basically. Neil does. Neil, go on. Don't fumble it. <laughs> you never fail oh, to disappoint. You, whose idea was that, moaning? <laughs> that's brilliant. Okay. Um, no, it's not brilliant. <laughs> that's terrible. That's, no, that's fantastic. So at one point during, during the, your travel, um, you were trudging up a hill, and suddenly you notice you're in this very very old set of ruins it was only you thought they were tumbled stones from a like a dry stone wall but as you went in there it was clear that there were some buildings up uh, up the wall towards the top of this hill how old you don't know um but it was when you were going across a particularly smooth and flat area you caught a glimpse through the dirt and dust to uh, a very very old mosaic potentially thousands of years old lying um undisturbed with just some creepers and like leaves blown across it and it had very dark designs on it so everyone give me a corruption check at dc uh sorry dc 15 wisdom save to see if that those dark designs affected you it's 21 Ooh, moaning you're all okay Mo apart from moaning moaning's been corrupted Moaning for the next uh, next few days, you can hear him muttering about that. He couldn't get it out of his out of his mind, and you take a point of shadow moaning. Oh, he's turned evil! Kill him! Uh, did you have you already added that moaning or not? Yeah, just added it. Added from three to four. Yeah, you're still you're still way under way under well under max. You're okay. So, um, wow, I never I never thought I'd experience corruption on a traveling through that that type of journey. Um, all right, you you get there safely though uh, to the banks of the Anduin, um, and the next day you you can see where Magrig is taking you. There is a, even a little jetty this side, and it looks like there is ferries going to and from the island fairly regularly, for for this side of the Anduin to the other and via the island. Um, so you just it's literally a matter of waiting. He kind of sits there, lights a pipe, makes a cup of tea on the fire and uh, just waits and after about two or three hours boat comes across some people are dropped off they tend they look like trackers and trappers they one of them knows magrick nods to him and you get on to the boat and you head over to traders island so it's a refuge of the river folk it's one of the larger islands in the anduin the river splits around a rocky outcropping a bit like the carrack but not quite as big and, and there's a long sandy spit formed downstream of, of the rock and there is a permanent, looks like there's a permanent or semi-permanent training post here. There are stunted trees and long grasses binding bind the island together, but the ground is not always safe. And you're, you're advised by Margaret not to go too close to the edges. And what may seem like sta a stable island isn't around the edges. It's just stay to the towards the middle of it. And that's probably where I'll leave it tonight, given the time. You can explore that and then head up the Gladden in the next session. Well, you heard the man. That is the end of this session. Thanks very much for watching, listening, subscribing. Hollowed a bunch of more subscribers now, and the heady heights of in the 50s now of subscribers. Double digits on followers on Podbean. Thank you very much. Saves me a big job in trying to publicise these. But remember, as a general rule, they come out Thursday evenings, 8 o'clock, my time, which is GMT. Anyway, catch you next time. Happy gaming. Cheers.